Hi, I'm B, and you're listening to The Bubble. And today I'm interviewing head girl Izzy Wilson about her time management and how she does it. So Izzy, do you find it hard to balance time between all the stuff you do? Yes, it's very tricky to balance my time between A-levels, sport, everything else, head girl duties. Um, but it's such an essential skill that you have to learn, especially when doing GCSEs and A-levels. Um, so I have some days where I'm meant to be in three meetings at once, which can be quite challenging. So I do need to have ways of getting around that, which may involve meeting up with whoever's chairing the meeting before and afterwards to find out what's discussed. Um, but for my A-levels, just making sure that you plan out all of your time and know what you need to get done to make sure that you do. For the meetings, do you ever find that you just go to whichever one has the scariest person leading it? Um, <laughs> who, would, who would you say is scary? Like, I would, if I was you, I would rather miss a meeting with, like, I don't know, basically anyone who's not Mr Miller, because he seems quite scary. So I have meetings with Mr Miller every Monday, too, actually. Oh, so Monday's quite heavy for, quite heavy duty for the head girl side of it. So in the morning, first break, I'll go around asking for lots of ideas about what to discuss in the meetings. And then I have a meeting with Mr Miller in period three, where I tell him all of the things I want to discuss in the meetings and problems that have arisen in school. And he'll tell me, problems that the SMT want to raise with us and we kind of work through it to see which are the more immediate ones and which are the more long-term ones and then throughout the day I'll try and resolve a few of those and he'll do the same and then in the afternoon we have a grey jumper meeting so I write up the agenda I write up because I chair the meeting write up the plans from the last meeting and then I go through all of them in the meeting and then afterwards someone writes the minutes and they send them to me and then I do all the action plans afterwards and make sure that everything we've discussed happens because otherwise no point doing the meeting. <laughs> but yeah, so in that respect, I would go to the meeting where the busiest meeting, where the most stuff was happening and then I would be able to catch up from the other meetings. Okay. And um, what are your top three tips for time management? So my number one tip would be to write lists. I found that lists have been so essential this year. Um, and that's just because once you've written it down, you don't have to worry about forgetting it. And you can come back to it later once you've focused on everything else. Um, so my second tip would be to prioritise. So especially when you're doing A-levels, you have some work that would be very good to do and some work that's essential. And you just need to make sure that you do all of your essential work first and stick to those deadlines because that will make you less stressed out and help you with your time. And then, so my third tip would be to plan ahead. So if you know you've got a big essay coming up, do your other work. So do your work as soon as it's been set and then you have more free time for your next things that are coming up. 
And then I also have two more tips. Oh, exciting. Which wouldn't be, you wouldn't really think of as classic time management tips. But the first one would be to always be on time. Because it clears your head of where you need to be and at what time. And it shows to other people and to yourself that you're organised and that you know what's going on. Which has a massive knock-on effect on all of your other work. And then my second one would be to always be nice to other people. Because if you're nice to other people, they're more likely to help you when you're getting stressed. When you need stuff to do, when you need extensions on your deadlines, all of that kinds of things. Because when you get a massive workload, it's really easy to bury yourself away and kind of like close off from everyone because you just need to get it done. But if you do that, then people won't be as likely to help you so it can make it more difficult to reach out. Okay, I didn't expect that always be on time and that's really helpful because... I don't know about other people, but I really, really struggle with that. I'm like the person who turns up to lessons at like 31 past. And I'm assuming a lot of other people who used to be in Hempstead are. So impressive that you've overcome having been in Hempstead <laughs> to learn how to be on time. Yeah, there. I feel like in the last couple of weeks, I've really noticed, a teacher said it to me and I was like, that's so true. There's this thing of bed and time. My 31 past is on time. So I know, it just, it just feels better that way though, you know? it just. It, but I nice. always make sure that I'm on time now because... It's, yeah, as I said, it just makes it easier for everything else. Yeah. And obviously A-levels are, like, really difficult and loads of content. But did you personally find it, in terms of time and stuff, was it harder for you when you were doing loads of subjects for GCSE or doing a few subjects really in-depth for A-level? Um, I think it's a lot more difficult when you're doing a few subjects really in-depth because at GCSE, your teachers teach you most of it. Whereas in A-levels, you have to learn all of the material yourself. It's a lot more challenging and everyone learns it in a different way. And although your teacher will explain it to you, you have to learn it and consolidate it and do all of the extra work, extra questions, all on your own. And so it's a lot harder to manage your time and make sure everything's being done because you don't have people always telling you do this prep do this prep do this prep so i'd say air levels is a lot more difficult time wise yeah that makes sense so when you became head girl did you find it difficult to balance things like lax and ccf and i'm not sure about the other extras you do i just know you do those two <laughs> and like the other stuff that you do like did you have to cut down on other stuff in order to make time for like generally being a six two and specifically being head girl yeah well that's an interesting one because I've always liked being really busy and I get a lot more things done if I'm really busy rather than if I have too much time for myself and I'm a lot more productive if I've got loads to do. So every week I print off an A3 of my timetable and I block off all of my lessons, my sport, meetings I also do CalSOC, which is the Scottish Reeling Society, CCF and all of those kinds of things that happen on a weekly basis. And then I can see where I can fit in my work. And so I write in my work, but I make it really specific. So instead of just having like maths here, psychology here, economics here, I put, I separate it into my topics. So I write in which topic I'm going to do. 
and how I'm going to do it. So either learn this topic or answer questions on this topic or summarise notes on this topic so I can make sure that I get it all done. And I used to also colour code it by subject, so I'd have three colours to make sure that I had an even balance of all of my subjects per week. But I don't really do that anymore. But that's an alternative that you could try. Thank you so much for those tips. Those have been really helpful and it's been really nice talking to you about time management. So, Izzy, can you tell us what you do as head girl? So, as I said, every week I have meetings with Mr Miller, twice a week, about issues that come up in school and then I have to act on those, follow them up. Loads of emails every day from all kinds of teachers. So, for example, last week... Mrs Lennon emailed me asking whether the fourths can borrow the um, robes for the play or random things like that if people need guides or if people have emailed the wrong or if they don't know who to email, they'll email me and then <laughs> I put them onto the right person. Um, so yeah, all the HMs sometimes email me. And then I also have meetings with Mrs Wakefield sometimes later on in the week. Um, but not that often, depending on what's going on in school. Um, and I have meetings with Mrs Price every Tuesday. Um, and so on Tuesday morning, I'll take everything we've discussed in the Grey Jumper meetings and sort of filter out what needs to go to Mrs Price and what doesn't, and then do it like that. And I also have meetings with the captains and heads of houses sometimes. Yeah, um... Do you feel that there's loads of pressure to, like, make a mark as head girl? Like, do you feel like you need to leave some kind of legacy? Do, like, do people, I don't know, do people put loads of pressure on you? Yeah, I do. I do feel like there is quite a lot of pressure to leave a mark on the school because, well, I know that I definitely remember all of the head girls that I've had since I've since being here. Um, yeah, but it's quite difficult to know what to leave. I guess it's more about who you are as a person, kind of, rather than something physically to leave behind. But we've put a, quite a few things in place this year. So, for example, this podcast came out of one of our meetings. Yeah. Um, actually, last year, I think, when we started. And then, for example, the Junior Ace Talks. Do you know about that? Is that different? So are they like for the, is that like Ace for the lower school? Yeah, so as a grey jumper body, we really wanted to promote public speaking within school because we found that as grey jumpers, we're just expected to be able to speak in front of everyone. And obviously I had that being her girl. Um, and we'd never really had much practice in it. Um, and so we wanted to introduce more public speaking in the lower school. And so... We started off with the younger girls giving presentations to their class on Thursday mornings. So, for example, this morning I went and watched some of their presentations and then they all vote for the best one. And then they will like get through to the next round. And it's just a way to promote more public speaking within the lower school. And just various things like that that we try and do that hopefully will continue next year. That's really cool. Okay, so out of the head girls, apart from you, obviously, wh- who's been your favourite? Like, who do you think was your favourite? I favorite? can't answer that. That is a really hard question. I'm sure you have an idea, though, though. 
Okay. I feel like the perception of head girl changes so much as you get through the school. So it's really hard to compare them because obviously when I was a fourth, looking at the head girl, I saw them very differently to, for example, Freddie last year, who I've known really well from being in Hempstead with her. Yeah. Um, and I feel as though as you go through the school, the head girl plays a different role for you. So when I was younger, they all they did was read out the notices and prayers. That's all I saw. Um, but then last year, being in sick form, um, I saw a lot more of the stuff that what Freddie did and the impact that it has. So I think the perception of head girl changes so much that it's hard to... I would never say that one was better than the other, just uh, different. That's a very diplomatic answer, but it also <laughs> makes sense, so... Yeah. Um, is there right. anything you want to share with the rest of the school? Um, hmm. I'd say one thing that is so important, especially being at Benenden, and something that I've really recognised this year, in the first term especially, and it sounds really generic and really, I don't know, but... Honestly, being nice to people and smiling at people and making an effort with people has such a big, like, effect on you that you won't realise until later. And your percep- and the perception that other people have on you makes such a difference when... So, for example, this year I need people... I rely on lots of other people to do things for me. And if I hadn't built up that rapport with people, then... They wouldn't want to do that for me. And I was actually warned by previous <laughs> head girls that it's likely that you'll lose friends by being head girl because you have to ask people to do things they don't want to do. And especially now, in January, February, when all the 60s are focusing on their exams, they don't really want to do things for the school as much because obviously they have to prioritise their A-levels. And so if, you've, if you make the time for other people, then they'll, they're more likely to do things for you, which makes your job so much easier. And so I found that I've actually become a lot better friends with people in my year, rather than the opposite. That's, which has been really nice. That is really nice. Yeah. I'm sorry, everything I say comes out so, like, <laughs> disinterested, but it is, I am actually really interested. Okay, um... Thank you so much for talking to me about time management. You've been listening to The Bubble. Thanks for popping by.